This is episode 88, Getting Unstuck and Over Feeling Lost with Lena. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. Thank you so much for listening. And special thanks to those of you who have been sharing about the podcast and also heading over to iTunes and giving it a rating and review. If you haven't shared about the show and you love it and you haven't given it a rating or review, please do. It really helps the show grow. It helps bring new people to the Over It and On With It podcast. And personally, it just means a lot to me. So thank you in advance for doing that. I am, what is even the word? I am hustling lately. The past two months or so have been definitely a sprint. I talk a lot on the podcast about how there are seasons in our life and I seem to be in the playoffs, (laughs) like the really busy time. And it kind of slows down end of May and I've committed that in June and July, I am not traveling because in all of May, I only sleep in my own bed at my own house for about five nights. And it was kind of, it's been a little tough, I'll I'll tell you that, in terms of just the logistics and feeling settled, but it's also just been amazing in terms of everything that's been going on. So one of the things is that I have been shooting a TV show where I'm the co-host and coach of a new show that's going to be on TLC. I can't say much more about it than that, but I will. I'll be able to share soon because it's going to come out this summer. And it's required me to be driving up to LA at least once a week and filming two to three days a week. And last night we shot our last episode. I got there at 8 a.m. and we wrapped it about a little after midnight. So it was a super long day and it's really, oh my gosh, it's taught me so, 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 so much. And I'm still processing a lot of the lessons. I mean, I'm sure more will unfold with me, but there are two key ones that I wanted to share other than learning how to manage just my basic needs and getting sleep. So one of the big lessons was I'm very comfortable in the coach, speaker, facilitator role, but one of the new muscles that I had to develop on the show was that of a host. So I had two roles. I was coaching people alongside my co-host, who's a clinical psychologist, but then we also had to do hosting type activities. That'll make more sense when you see the show, but it was basically being a TV personality, which I've never really done. And at first it was a little intimidating and felt awkward and I was judging myself and am I doing good enough? And that always happens whenever we're up-leveling or learning a new skill. We have that kind of awkward, am I doing it right phase. But then I realized that I was just stepping out of my comfort zone. It was new. It was unfamiliar. And instead of judging myself and letting the awkwardness paralyze me, I really dove into it as a growth opportunity. And honestly, by the last episode, I really enjoyed the hosting part. I totally got my host on. And when you watch it, you'll see another side of me as well. Another lesson is that working on the show where I'm giving relationship and love advice is it's called me forward to walk my talk even more. That's a really big thing for me. My very first coach, Mona, 
really put me in my place early, like when I was 22 years old and kind of maybe thinking about helping people. I was still an agent, but she, from the very beginning, always said, if you ever want to help other people, the person you help first is yourself. And she had so much integrity. She really lived everything that she taught. And since that was my teacher, I have made walking my talk a huge value. It's even more than a value. It's just, it's it's a mandatory requirement. And of course I'm human. And of course there are moments where I'm not my best self, but when I feel that I'm not practicing what I'm preaching, I, I, it's like I get knots in my stomach and I, I feel that being out of integrity feeling. And so since I've been giving so much love advice, there have been some things I've had to do in my personal life where I've had to call myself forward and call myself out and break some patterns that I kind of didn't even realize I had until I, until I started really diving into this whole kind of relationship expert realm. And it's been really fun to be my own best client. And it's been really fun to kind of be in this learning phase, you know, learning how to be a host, learning how to take an even deeper look at how I can take my own advice when it comes to love and relationship and and really walking the talk. So I say this to all of you, whether you're a coach or not, we all have certain belief systems and certain advice we give others, but are we taking it? Are we listening to our own advice? We may tell a friend of ours, don't be so hard on yourself. You did great. But then as our own inner critic consistently telling us where we should have or could have done better. So think of the advice you're giving and are you receiving it? Are you taking it? Are you really walking your talk? So back to the show for a moment. I can't tell you much about it, but I can say it is about people who feel stuck or lost in their love life and choose to take part in a very unique experience, very, very unique experience that is facilitated on the show because they want to create different results. And so much of the work that myself and my co-host Isaiah, who's a clinical psychologist, did with them was around breaking old patterns and getting unstuck. And that brings me to my call today with Lena who is asking, how do I get unstuck? I feel like I'm lost, I'm unhappy, and I'm sort of in this black hole. If you can relate to that, if you can relate to feeling lost or stuck in any way, I want to tell you that is awesome. Why am I telling you that feeling lost or stuck is awesome? Well, because a lot of people that are stuck or lost don't realize they're stuck or lost. They're just in a kind of rinse and repeat life going through the motions, not really awake, not living inspired. So if you're in touch with the fact that you feel stuck or lost, that's a really good thing because you know something's off and you want to have more inspiration. You want to have momentum and you're not asleep. So hopefully what you learn in this call will both reassure you and give you some clues for how to feel unstuck. So as you're listening to this call, consider do you feel lost or stuck or just blah? Like nothing feels really right, but nothing feels really wrong. Also, is there a situation from your past that you haven't really fully processed? Like it was difficult and you just plowed right through it, hoping that time would heal the wound, but you never really, really went in and dealt with it. Are you questioning a relationship that you're currently in? It's safe, it's secure, but some about it just doesn't feel right. 
Keep these questions in mind. And also I want to tease up a couple things that are mentioned in this call. So she mentions the inner circle that she's a part of. Again, that's my membership community where you get a lot more teaching and coaching from me along with guided meditations and an incredible like-minded community. If you want to learn more about that, go to christinehassler.com slash inner circle. Also, it takes a bit to kind of get into the juiciness of this call because I had to ask her a lot of questions to get to the heart of the matter. So make sure to be patient because we get to the juicy part about 10 minutes in or so. There's also some really good relationship talking advice that we get to towards the end of my session with her. So perk up your ears for that. I also mentioned something called somatic therapy as a suggestion to her, and I explain what that is in the breakdown after the call. And now on to my call with Lena. Lena, welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, Christine. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so my question is related to how do I get on with my life? How do I get out of this sort of, I kind of describe it like a black hole that I, I really find myself in for many, many months. I almost don't want to say years, but I've been feeling really lost, really just unhappy, really sort of just, you know, stuck in the routine of every day. Mm-hmm. And okay. it's hard for me. Yeah, yeah, no, I really hear you. So what have you tried so far to get out of your black hole? So I started the personal growth journey, if I can say it uh, this way. So I've uh, started reading um, some of your books. I joined the inner circle as well. Great. And I'm pretty new. So it's been just like over a month. And there are many things that I'm discovering that I, I, I can work on at the same time. I don't want to be super harsh on myself in a sense like, oh, that's not right. I need to fix this. Uh, I need to fix that. There is a lot of potential there, but at the same time, I really feel chained is a, is a good is a good word to describe it. I really feel this energy inside of me, this desire to move, and deep down, I, I really feel like there is potential, and I do feel connected to to the universe in a way. I do have this energy and this fire inside of me that is really telling me, okay, just get moving, do something. But at the same time, I just feel really stuck and. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Okay. So you said you've been on the personal growth journey and you're reading books and you're in inner circle, which is great. Have you ever worked kind of face-to-face one-on-one with a coach or a therapist? I forgot to mention that I started working with a coach like a month ago. So I've had like three sessions so far, which is helpful. Mm-hmm. And what she really wants me to focus on is to, because I also tend to overthink um, mm-hmm. a lot of things. She's really encouraging me to just you know, trust the process and things are going to just come along on their own in a way. Right. But I understand that having faith and just trusting the process when you feel like you're in a black hole is like a little bit daunting. Yeah. So I get that. So let me ask you this. What created the black hole? Has Have you always kind of felt a little stuck, lost, unhappy, or was there a trigger that created this? I think there is a trigger so around seven years ago, my parents got divorced, which was kind of rough at the time. And I was in a relationship with somebody at the time. And 
that relationship ended in a very ugly way. So I kind of screwed it up (laughs) and I was at a very vulnerable place uh, at the time. So then I started a new relationship right after that, um, in which I have been for, I'm still in up until this day. Mm -hmm. And I'm also not sure if, you know, it started for the right reasons, obviously. And also I, kind of in that relationship I I really feel like I've lost myself in a sense like I wanted to make it right I was compromising with myself a lot so I just found myself you know sticking to to the to a routine you know right. focusing more on my career and so let me ask you this yeah. what let's go back to the significant event 7 years ago where your parents got divorced and your relationship ended you said it ended in an ugly way and you screwed it up what happened mm. So when my parents got divorced, I really didn't find any support in my boyfriend at the time. And I found a lot of support from a, a friend who was a f- male friend. And at the time with my boyfriend, we were very, very much apart. But then I felt this attachment to the friend and mm-hmm. I cheated. Okay. And I started seeing that friend for a short while and then my boyfriend found out and well, it got very ugly and just ended everything (laughs) with everyone. Okay. Okay. And awesome courage and honesty and vulnerability and thank you for that. So going back to your parents' divorce, what was the hardest part of that for you? I think my dad really turning his back on me and demonstrating that he was uh, prioritizing his new girlfriend. He, she got pregnant right after that. He was not honest with me and he got very uh, violent, physically violent. There was a very ugly episode uh, when they were splitting up. He got violent with you or your mom? With both of us. And my grandparents were also in that room. So that was very ugly. Well, he kind of took out his gun and he pointed it at us and yeah, it was very oh my um, goodness, traumatic. My s- sweetheart, yeah. this is a lot. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I don't really. Well, let me put it in perspective. Yeah, It is a lot and it all is cumulative. So I, I was just asking you a lot of questions so I could assess what was sort of underneath this feeling stuck because the thing is people don't know they're stuck unless they actually are. There's a lot of people in life that are kind of living day after day, rinse and repeat lifestyle, but they don't feel stuck because they think it's just the norm. So you are someone that knows this isn't your natural state. This isn't how you want to feel. So that's beautiful. And I acknowledge you for that. And that's why I was asking all these questions about your past. And, And from my point of view, it is very clear to me why you're stuck. Why? Well, so you can probably answer the question. What's coming up for you right now? Yeah, I guess I was really, really, really scared and really at the time of, you know, what happened with my parents and with the, with, with the breakup, all these feelings of guilt. And I really needed, I needed some support or someone and I sort of hold, hold on to, 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 to my boyfriend at the time, but I realized it was not I don't want to judge myself, but it was not the best decision, perhaps, because it kind of, yes, it made things better at the time, but 
yeah, I, right. I just got stuck. <laughs> well, no, you got traumatized and then you acted out and then you basically suppressed all your feelings of fear and trauma and then all your feelings of guilt and you haven't forgiven yourself and you haven't processed the fear. So the reason you feel stuck is because it takes so much energy to suppress and repress everything that you're suppressing and repressing. You've got parents divorce, you've got dad pulling a gun, you've got not being able to count on your boyfriend for support, you've got turning to your friend for emotional support, and then lying and, and cheating and, and breaking up with boyfriend, and then settling for new boyfriend who's just a security blanket. I mean, it's it's so understandable why you feel stuck. And I just want to say to you, Lena, that you're doing the best you can. And the fact that you're taking proactive steps and you're on this coaching session with me means that you're ready to start to really face a lot of the stuff that you've kept suppressed and repressed for seven years. Yes. Because from my point of view, you haven't really processed it. And I don't think you've forgiven yourself either. It was very tough at the beginning, uh, I think for maybe two years, it was really tough. I think now I, with time and with really some reflection, I, I think I started to, and I mean, that was it. I, I did the best I could and I know I hurt people and I didn't make the best choices, but yeah, that's that. So, But that sounds like a very mental forgiveness. Could be. Because if you really feel into, like feel into your heart in terms of like if you've really truly forgiven yourself and you feel that feeling of total self-acceptance, do you really feel that? I guess at 75%. <laughs> okay. I do. That's great. I think the the baggage from that experience is that I I'm really resistant now and very cautious of hurting again uh, a loved one. Right. And that's what I mean about the forgiveness hasn't completely integrated because you're still punishing mm. yourself because you're compromising in your current relationship. Mm. It's like you're doing penance, like you're doing, you know, your, your time. <laughs> you feel mm. you cheated, you lied, you weren't good. And so now you're not maybe speaking up, settling for some things that you wouldn't necessarily settle for in the past. And like you said, losing yourself and compromising. Yeah. Yes. And so that's an indication that the forgiveness really truly hasn't integrated because you're still trying to make up for it. You're still trying to compensate in addition to suppressing all this kind of stuff. So of course you're going to feel lost because in a sense you've lost yourself. Yeah, I have. But what's so great is that you can never completely lose yourself. You're <laughs> I always, know, that's also true. Yeah, you're always going to you're always going to be there. And so I think a place to begin and it's great that you're working with a therapist is is to begin with because with the kind of very dramatic situation around your parents getting divorced. I mean, having your father pull a gun out at you, your mom, and your grandparents, that's a big situation. That's a scary situation to be in. Mm. 
And in situations like that that are so sort of heightened in terms of the amount of fear, what the body does is it kind of just suppresses it because we don't really have the ability to cognitively and emotionally deal with it. But now that there's been some time and there's been some space, my sense is that you can go back and with the support of a therapist and with the the loving, compassion nature of your own inner wisdom, you can kind of go back to that to yourself seven years ago and and ease some of that fear. Because it's still a lot of times these these things can still kind of like be in our body. What kind of therapist are you working with? Um, she's a life coach. Sorry, I thought you said therapist. One thing that may be very helpful for you is to work with an actual somatic therapist. Somatic therapists really help us with getting kind of fear and trauma out of the body because my sense is that just kind of talk therapy about this may be helpful, but may not get you to where you want to go in terms of really being able to unleash a lot of these big emotions that you might've repressed for the past seven years. Okay. Yep. So what comes up for you as I say that? Insight. So I was not realizing that every time I would think about that episode, I would say, yeah, it happened, but I, yeah, I don't really feel something every time I think about it. It doesn't make me feel sad or scared at the moment, but thinking about it now, sort of, it really makes sense that it is having a reflection now on my life and on on me. So yes, I I get that. And And my intention, sweetheart, is not to like dig up old issues and make you feel like old pain. I'm just going on, you know, you're saying you feel stuck and lost. And you're also saying that this, this kind of event was never really processed. And so there's a connection there. And so just know that you, you don't have to go back and relive the trauma necessarily, but having a way to express that fear, you know, in that very significant event so that you can be free of it, I think would be really supportive for you. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And then with the the male friend and the the lying and the cheating, you know, a lot of times when we have a very scary event, we look for anything and everything to feel comforted. So some people turn to food, some people turn to alcohol, some people turn to a person, right? And you so needed something to one, help you get back in your body and something that made you feel safe and also something that kind of distracted you from your current life right? And it was a coping mechanism. And like you said, wasn't necessarily the best to choose, but it was what you needed to do at the time to feel like you could survive. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's so important to get to a level of deep forgiveness with it so that you're not basically doing time for the perceived mistakes you made in your past relationship, in your present relationship. Yeah, I agree. Do you want to be in your current relationship? I'm not sure. 
Yes and no. So it's very hard to to talk about this, but I feel on one hand, I I don't think it's it ever really had a chance because of all this stuff that I was not fully in. And I do want to make the choice from a good place of really having done the work and really not sort of following my emotion or or purely my intuition in a way on the other hand i i don't feel very much connected and i they've they've been many instances where may i've seen that we have some major differences and misalignments so i'm not sure and honestly i'm really struggling figuring this out every day it's really it's really bugging me i wake up in the morning and i feel this sort of knot in my stomach that I need to make up my mind. I need to make a decision or I, I need to change something about it because it's it's really unhealthy. And at the same time, I don't want to be misleading that person and, you know, just confusing, messing his life up. So I feel the responsibility as well. And yeah, it's very hard on me uh, well, he, right now. Keep in mind, you're not forcing him to stay. So he has his own free will. He could leave at any time if he's not happy. So you're not responsible for his happiness. You are responsible for being honest, but the honest thing is you don't know right now. I think it's hard to evaluate your current relationship because you haven't fully cleaned up everything that happened with the situation with your parents' divorce. You haven't fully cleaned up everything that happened with your ex and and the person that you know was the, the male friend, right? So there's just like, it's hard to see your current relationship clearly when you've got the lens from your past kind of clouding it. Yes. So why don't you make the commitment to really dive in to healing some of the stuff that you've suppressed and repressed for the past seven years? If you feel like your life coach is qualified to help you with it, great. If you feel like you need to do some research to look for a somatic therapist or someone that can really kind of help you with processing the trauma part, because that was a very scary situation to be in, then maybe you need to kind of put feelers out for that. And give yourself permission to, because the best way you're going to get clarity about your relationship is if you start to feel like you're not in your own black hole and you start to feel unstuck and you start to feel like all this energy that it's taking to suppress things is freed up. So you're more tapped into your intuition and your inner knowing and you can trust yourself more. So could you give yourself permission not to have to decide about the current relationship right now, but make the agreement that you're going to look into some of this and also you're going to really watch when you compromise too much. Like any relationship takes compromise, but there's a fine line between compromise and sacrifice when we're just like bending over backwards to make someone happy because of guilt that we're carrying in from the past. So start showing up because another way that you'll get clarity about the current relationship is start showing up more authentically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Start speaking your truth. Stop Mm -hmm. saying yes when you mean no. (laughs) Really show up as fully you because then you'll get more clarity about if this is a fit. Absolutely. I definitely commit to it. And let me just say that I've been doing the trust quality the the trust quality mm. from the inner circle and that has helped me massively massively beautifully it's really 
remembering what it feels like to hear what is it that my soul is telling me and to follow some steps. Mm -hmm. And honestly, miracles have happened just in a week. I don't want to go into the details, but yeah, just amazing stuff. So yeah, definitely. I want to continue that. And beautiful. yeah. Yeah. Well, does this give you some clarity about why you feel stuck and how you can get out of it? Yes. 100%. Beautiful. Beautiful. And I just want to say that I'm with you. I'm so glad you're in your inner circle. You have my support and you, you can like, you can trust that you can go back and kind of look at some of this stuff and deal with some of the stuff without having to live through the trauma again. Like you're ready. It's okay. And that you really can get to a level of forgiveness, not just of yourself, but of all your exes, even of your father. And that forgiveness will help free up all this kind of energy that you've been holding on to. So not only will you feel unstuck, but you'll get clarity. Yeah, I, I really I really think that's amazing. And I can't wait for, for it to start shifting for me. It already is. It, it is. It is. Absolutely, it is. So thank you so much, Shalena, for sharing so honestly. I love that we got to the core of the issue here. And like I mentioned in the opening, it took a little while because I'd ask her a lot of questions to really get to the heart of the matter. And I want to point out some of the questions that I asked because I know a lot of coaches listen to this podcast. So when people say, you know, I've done a lot of work on myself or I've tried a lot of things, you always want to ask, well, what have you tried so far? You know, part of understanding the client, getting into their model of the world is getting really specific of what they've done so far and what they've learned so far, because we can assume when they say I've done a lot of personal growth work that, well, we can just make assumptions about it, but what does that really mean? And if they've worked with coaches or therapists, what kind? And if they've read books, like which ones? And of everything that they've tried, what has really worked? So I do that for two reasons. One, so I know kind of where my client's awareness level is and what their background and education in kind of the self-development world is because I can kind of pull from different tools and use different language. And second, I don't want to repeat information that they already know. (laughs) So I'm always intentional about reminding them of things, yes, but also hopefully offering some new tools and working with them in a new way. And the other question that I asked was really about the origin of where the lost feeling came from. Usually people don't feel lost and stuck just out of the blue. There was some significant event, some tipping point that started a disconnect or pattern of suppression or repression that eventually leads to that lost and stuck feeling. So that's why I was asking her so many questions about kind of what her background was, what might have caused this, and we got to the answer. We got to the root cause. And that brings me to the other thing I wanted to talk about, which is the difference between kind of when to have a reaction as a coach and when not to have one. So when she started talking about cheating, that she cheated on her ex-boyfriend, most people that cheat have some shame around it. And I was very, very, very neutral with that. I didn't receive it in a way of, oh, wow, yeah. I was, I just heard it like, okay, and acknowledged her for her vulnerability because I could feel she had shame around it. And if there's any kind of judgment 
on somebody when they already feel shameful about it, it makes it harder and harder for them to really forgive themselves and let it go. So that's why in that instance, I received it very neutrally. Compare that to how I responded to when she told me about her father pulling a gun out on her and her family. Now, my response wasn't dramatic, but it definitely was an acknowledgement of, hey, this mattered. This was a big deal. Why I did that is because there was a part of her that disconnected from the event, like mentally she remembered it, but she never really gave herself full permission to feel and experience that it was pretty traumatic. And that's very normal. A lot of times when something traumatic or scary happens, we go into survival mode and we disconnect and it just kind of becomes something that happened and it's it's like we don't even have an emotional response to it, but we do. We just suppressed it because the emotional response would have been so huge at the time, we would have felt like we couldn't deal with it. So that's why in that situation, I did respond with, oh, this this matters, this is a big deal, because I wanted to bring her awareness to the fact that it was. So hopefully that would inspire her and reassure her that it was time now to, to process it and deal with it. And I truly believe she wouldn't have been on the phone with me and talking about these things if she wasn't ready to go back and process it. And this is why having tools are so important because when we don't have any tools to deal with trauma or any kind of expectation hangover, any kind of difficult situation, we turn to other coping devices, alcohol, food, drugs, other people. You know, this is one of the main reasons I wrote Expectation Hangover. If you don't have it, get it. It's my last book. And it teaches you how to process the past, like process anything that was disappointing. And I also talk about how when we don't have the tools, we turn to those coping devices that often lead to addictions and often lead to bad relationships. So speaking of relationship, another question that she had was, how do I get clarity about my current relationship? Well, it's hard to see anything clearly when we have so much unprocessed emotion, trauma, background. So my encouragement to her was deal with this trigger to this loss feeling, deal with your past, deal with not only the father pulling the gun, but also her guilt around the cheating. As you heard, she said she forgave herself 75%, but it felt more like a mental forgiveness. And that's playing out by the fact that she's in a relationship with someone that she's not really that happy with, but she feels like in a way she's doing good and sort of repaying her sins by being with someone that she kind of knows she doesn't want to be with. Now, I told her to just take some space, but I want to say to any of you that kind of relate to being in a relationship where you're questioning it or you're not really sure, look at where you were when you attracted it. Like, where did you attract the relationship from? Were you really in a place of wholeness looking for a true partner or were you looking for safety, comfort, security, to prove something, to get over someone else, to heal an old one from the past? Like, where did you attract it from? Like in Lena's case, she attracted it from feeling a little traumatized, feeling guilty, feeling unsettled, feeling undeserving, feeling like she did something wrong. So not exactly a healthy place to attract a relationship from. And when we're not in a healthy place, when we attract the relationship, they're in the relationship isn't super healthy or isn't what we want. And as we start to get healthier and more in alignment with what we want, 
the relationship starts to become more questionable. So if you're questioning a relationship, look at where you attracted it from. So some takeaways for you. Is there anything that you have not forgiven yourself for that you're still punishing yourself for? If you're having a hard time making any kind of self-honoring choices because they feel selfish, really look at where do you think you did something wrong that you can't have what you want and that you can't make self-honoring choices? And where do you need to do some deep emotional forgiveness work and let yourself off the hook so you can start making some self-honoring choices? Second, remember, it takes so much energy to suppress and repress emotion. So if you're feeling lost or stuck, it might be time for some release writing, a little temper tantrum technique. It's all an expectation hangover. Or another suggestion that I also gave Lena is somatic therapy. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's a modality that's very grounded in the mind-body connection. So somatic therapists believe that kind of viewing the mind and body as one entity is essential to the therapeutic process. And we get healing and growth when we can sort of move things not just out of our mind, but also out of our body. It's like anything traumatic or kind of anything gets stored not only in our memory, but in our body. So according to somatic therapy, the sensations associated with past trauma may become trapped in the body and reflected in our belief systems, our decisions, so on and so forth. So that's why for people that aren't getting very far with talk therapy or even coaching, I often recommend somatic therapy because it brings the body into it. It brings sound, it brings movement. So you can just, you can Google it to learn more about it. I don't have like a certain somatic therapist that I recommend, but if this is resonating with you, if you start asking around, if you again, Google, I am sure that the universe will guide you toward the right one for you. All right, everybody, I hope this episode was helpful. If you think it will help another person, please share it. And remember, you can always get all the links in the show notes, which I always post up on christinehassler.com slash podcast. Sending you all much love and many blessings. I can't wait to connect with you again next week for a coaching session. And also remember every Saturday, I put up a coach's corner. Been doing little quickie episodes for you lately. You guys have been liking those. And we've got some great guests coming on in the summer. Excited to share them with you. Much love. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.